You are listening to What and Why on Skip Intro, a segment where we tell you what's streaming on Netflix and why it's worth the watch. All right, listeners, I've got some special guests on this week. A few of my colleagues at Q have uh, volunteered for the What and the Why. Hi, Brookie. Hi, Blaine. Hi, Krista. Good to be here. Hi, Krista. It's so good to be here. All right, Brookie, why don't you quickly tell our listeners how you found your way to Q? Awesome. So I found my way to Q in November of 2020, months after I'd graduated from college, and came on initially as a copy editor, fact checker, and have since evolved to be, I write, I proof, still copy, I didn't fact check everything. I do a lot of sup- supplementary copy, like headlines, stuff like that for the website. And I help with the digital builds every week. So a little bit of everything, but definitely still mostly editing and writing. Great. All right. Over to you, Blaine. And I will say, listeners, uh, I can claim an acquaintance with Blaine <laughs> for the better part of me be two decades. Uh, Blaine and I have worked together over the years, and it's my great privilege to work with him at Q. So Blaine and I first met at Condé Nast. I believe he was at Teen Vogue. Uh, then he went on to work at Glamour. And then off off he went on his merry way. And I'm so happy that um, we got you here at Q. Now, tell me, you were the first to go over to Netflix, right? You went early. I did. You know, in in thinking about going from traditional journalism, where you and I came from, to a brand, I really struggled with it for a moment. And I was like, I had a real sort of crisis of identity. And I realized, for the most part, we were always telling stories and had access to many of these talent because they were doing these TV shows and movies. And really, I I realized that was part of my, my entree and access to them anyway. So it just, for me, was an opportunity to kind of get closer to the craft that I was supporting anyway. And now I sort of work in the building with the people making that great stuff and still try to give it a bit of an editorial spin. And what do you do for Q? I tend to lean a lot into the world of photography. Um, I've always enjoyed telling stories with the help of visuals. So um, I spend a lot of time getting into the nitty gritty of how to get people to show up and let great artists make beautiful pictures. I love that. And it's really exciting to have you here, both of you here to do the podcast, because now you get to see what I do every week, which is really fun to share that with you. All right. So let's move on to the what and the why. Bricky, why don't you start? Yes. Well, my show that I think everybody should be watching right now is The Watcher. We should say here at the top is famously Ryan Murphy. I mean, this has his fingerprints all over it. This is what he does so beautifully. This show is about this family who moves from the city to this like very lush kind of leafy suburb to this house that they're can't really afford, but are fixated on and so excited about living in. As soon as they move in, they start getting these really odd letters from somebody who claims to be watching them and watching over the house. So without giving anything else away, they slowly have an unraveling, but it's so much fun to watch. It's based on a article published by New York Magazine in 2018. It's made even creepier by the fact that many elements of it are true. You are from Connecticut. So how accurate is this kind of suburb and country club life? And I will quickly add Naomi Watts, Bobby Carnavale, Margot Martindale, Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, the cast is absolutely divine and delicious simultaneously. But is that Connecticut? So that's a great question. From the start, I was messaging one of our other coworkers, Miranda, and said, oh, this is 100% Connecticut, like from the first 10 minutes, just because I think they did such an overdone performance of it. It turns out it's actually meant to be New Jersey, but 
the tri-state suburbs are uh, <laughs> kind of all the same. So I do think they really capture so much of the aesthetic, but also so much of this like mindset. And I think that's what makes some of the horror so much fun is, is this suburb setting, which I think is so fertile for like examining these questions of the American dream and privilege, white privilege, racism, masculinity, all of those things. So I think this is such a great show for so many reasons, but the suburbs are such a great setting for what they're trying to do, in my opinion. Right. And the suburbs, which I like, could be anywhere. You know, the suburbs are Mm -hmm. its own anywhere in in America. You kind of know that feeling of suburban life. All right, Blaine, over to you. I would definitely echo the cast is just amazing. And then the horror element, I'm not like a, I get very nervous in all these kind of films. Um, Jump scares, are not good for me. I scream a lot. So you had that level of tension, but also for me, it was like, this dude's world is unraveling and they have spent so much money on this house. And like, to me, the horror of the financial situation of taking on this giant home was almost more stressful than like maybe being chopped up. Anyone's going to find something that freaks them out about this show. And yet it's palatable. I didn't, I didn't have nightmares. You know what I mean? I was stressed, but um, I loved it. And Brookie, I don't even think you know this, but there's an additional Ryan Murphy story to be had here, Blaine, isn't there? I believe you've got some IMDb credits, don't you, Blaine? I guess it's an IMDb credit. When we worked together at um, a certain publishing company, there was a reality show about the company I worked at called Teen Vogue. And so I had an intern named Lauren Conrad, and I believe that was The Hills. So that could be my IMDb credit. That That is our um, connection point. But I don't have any IMDb credits really as an actor related to Ryan Murphy. While it's not my acting credit, there is an IMDb reference to Blaine uh, in Ryan Murphy's work because he did name that character in Glee after me. Mm, and who plays that character in Glee? That would be Darren Chris. Did Ryan Murphy see you in the hills when you were an intern at Teen Vogue? You know, I have absolutely no recollection of how Ryan and I met. I He may have known me from then. I, I When I worked at another publishing company, we did a special about Glee, but we just became friends. We're just buds. But he did find my upbringing very interesting that I went to boarding school. And I think that was something that he always wanted to know more about, like what was this boarding school thing? And so that was always interesting to him. And so when there was a character on Glee that was more of the sort of preppy world, he was like, ah, I've got a name. Mm. Um, And that's where it came from. Now, Brookie, did you know that? I mean, I wish our listeners could see your uh, face right now. (laughs) I can't believe I worked with you for two years and only am just finding this out. I recently figured out the Teen Vogue appearance, which was incredible. That's crazy, Blaine. And I went to boarding school and there's no Brookie in any <laughs> Ryan Murphy series. So. Well, we will talk to Ryan about that and see if the next genre piece he does is about boarding school and there can be a really prominently featured Brookie. I'm sure he can make that happen. Okay, so my final question before I let you both go is, did you watch The Watcher in one sitting or did you divide it up into two nights, three nights? I think I did three nights. I watched it in less than a day and a half and could not look away. It was so suspenseful. All right. Thank you so much. That is our what and why for this week. 